You're listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with your recruiter, Diane O'Brien, episode number 57. Good morning, Headhunting Housewives. It is your recruiter, Diane O'Brien. It is Wednesday morning, January 6th. This is Day of Epiphany. If you've never heard of that, look that up. It's very interesting. Um, a day of enlightenment, hopefully after these 12 days of Christmas and after the holiday break and the New Year's celebrations, all this time of giving that especially us moms have been doing, you are now getting in the mood for receiving <laughs> all the abundance that you deserve could come your way after all the giving and especially this year of 2020 that you've been doing. Um, we are turning the leaf today on January 6th and, uh, and just be prepared. It's going to be very exciting, I think, in 2021. And um, today I'm going to make this brief because my family is all a scurry early in the morning um, to get ready for a ski trip. So I'm going to keep this really quick here. Um, but I want to still focus on Wednesdays. Um, in the past, it'd be kind of a, a woman Wednesday or even got a little bit of witchy Wednesday, wishful thinking Wednesday. And here in 2021, I want to kind of encompass all of that um, and really focus a little bit today on that witchy or intuitive part, but the W matches for Wednesday better. Um, but the intuition that us women have is something um, I guess in our society, we don't really look at as much. And especially in corporate America, we kind of push that aside. I think us recruiters, especially, we probably even got into this business or maybe you were drawn to me because of your intuition. And if that led you to me, listen to that. Or if that led you to recruiting or anywhere it leads you, listen to that gut feeling. And um, I think instead of honing mine over the years, <clears throat> like I should have been maybe focused upon doing, I often would suppress those gut feelings Um because in corporate America and the way that we're trained, you kind of follow your head instead of your heart or your gut. And that really hasn't always served me. So I'm going to try on this like wishful Wednesday as I'm thinking about um, you women out there and, and how I want to grow my life this year to focus more on that intuition, that gut feeling, um, helping your wishes, your own wishes come true, not focusing on the wishes always of others. Uh, we do that as moms. We do that as career women, right? You can be CEO of your company or if a client comes along with their own desires, often you yield to theirs. You want to help them. That's what you're in the business for, right? But sometimes you have to focus on your own and growing your own business and making sure it's a mutual benefit. Um, you know, I can recount countless times I would often maybe go work directly for a client instead of growing my own business. I really want to help them and thought I could help them better. And then um, often it was good. I think for them, I hired the people and it was great and, you know, great referrals, great friends. But looking back, I wasn't able to really grow my own business the way I wanted to. I was happy enough to do that. I always felt super grateful. Um, and sometimes as a mom and wife and making the money I've made and, and just feeling so fortunate because how many women could work from home and make six figures the way I've done throughout my career, I almost felt guilt to ask for more, even to desire more, want more. And I feel like I'm putting all those little childish thoughts away today. <laughs> And I want to think like a grown up, grown up woman and that it's fine to desire more. It's fine to want to step up into something new. Yes, I can be grateful for all the money and blessings I've had, but that does not negate me wanting to go after more. And instead of me viewing it as greed, like I maybe thought in the past or take away from my family, um, the way I'm viewing it now, and I hope you do as well, is you're going after more things to make you happier, to only grow in your life and to give back more to your family. Um, you know, my family today is going on the ski trip because of my own growth right? That never would have happened. And it's funny, in the past and all the years, I've always go, gone along with them, even though I'm not really crazy about skiing. 
you know, I get down the mountain, I guess I'm, I'm having fun while I'm doing it, but really I've never really loved skiing. I'm not a cold person. I'm not that great at it. Um, you know, and so, um, especially here on the East coast, I think it might be different. Um, if we were taking like quick day trips and, and week trips, uh, to other places, but it's hard to make time for that. And that hasn't really been on my agenda as much since I'm not a skier <laughs> or not don't enjoy it as much, but, um, but I'm able to set that up for the people that I love. Right. So today's an example where for the first time in 20 years, I decided that there's enough people and friends going, my husband, my daughter, and, and all their friends that they don't need me there. And they're on their, you know, on those twenties, all the kids. Kids are twenties now. They're not little kids and teenagers. Where I was helping guide them um, to show them they could do it, but even you know when they were scared too, um, they're often running and they've already surpassed me. So I don't really see the point in having to go, and I really don't want to. I would go for a family day often, but um, today I have some really fun things on the agenda anyway. I have um, some calls with some clients I'm really looking forward to. Calls with old clients I haven't talked to for years. I'm looking forward to Zoom calls. So um, versus trying to do that from the ski lodge or on the road. Um, it made sense for today. And I'm not feeling guilty about that. Or in the past, I wouldn't have said this. I would have just gone along to be with the family and be their support and all that good stuff. And there's a time and place for that. Um, and also do a whole lot more of that, obviously, but not today. So um, as you're thinking about what you want to do on your Wednesday, just remember, ladies, to think about what's important to you as well. You know, you put your family first. I get it. I still wake up and, and do all the family stuff before I even sit to focus on me. Um, and, but more and more that you can sit and focus on you or have that quiet time between you and whatever God you pray to, whatever universe you believe in. For many years, I, you know, wanted just to have coffee time with my husband and I, but a lot of times with life or work or marriage issues, you know, you go in different directions. So I used to keep that space for kind of coffee time between God and I, if I had to. And, and, uh, in recent years between watching the sunrise and, and being thoughtful to my days in life, I've been having extra time to then share those thoughts with you. Hoping that's helping other women also. So, um, so that's that to get started with my first few moments of getting your head straight. And it's okay to wish for what you want and go for what you want and make decisions based on what you want while still helping your family, helping them grow and giving them all of their needs as well. Um, but the second part of this that I'm going to add really quick, and since everyone's coming downstairs, let me go to someplace quiet. I'm going to get my office early. Um, I just want to focus also now as far as. Um, something a little more tactical, you know, in your Wednesday thinking and the the intuition part. When you're doing your searches, if you're at your destiny recruiters and you are, whether you're searching for clients or candidates, when you're doing your hunts, make sure ladies are using that intuition. You know, I didn't trust my intuition for many years. It wasn't until the recent past two years that I've realized when I really sit back and trust the process and let that right candidate come to me. Yeah, I do the work in the beginning. I do the search, you know, I do the hunt. But really what I'm doing the work now, it's really thinking through and focusing my energy on my client, right? So um, I've limited my clients through the years to only a few at a time so I can give them the attention they need. Um, I've gotten rid of uh, roles that I used to hire for. Um, you know, a lot of the people I used to train and sourcing, I would try to get them to take over the sourcing side or just different sides of my job so they could learn to make money now as I maybe thought about retiring. But that often didn't work out because the real key to intuitive recruiting is um, your focus and energy. No one's going to focus your energy like you can. You can't hire that part out, right? So as you're outsourcing stuff, you, know, you can outsource bookkeeping, you can outsource, you know, your assistant to do, um, you know, admin work and contracts the same way at your home. You outsource all your contractors for lawn or things need to get fixed, right? You can't put your time there. 
but be very careful not to outsource the parts of you that make you you and, and that the client is paying you for. And for me as a recruiter, that part that is very, there's you know multiple parts, but the key in the executive search part versus the advisory part is in finding that perfect candidate, right? Now, they don't know that candidate often finds me. <laughs> I kind of put out the beacon or the whistle call or, you know, the focus. And, you know, um, from there, when I wait and take time, um, that person comes back to me. It might be an email that I sent out first or a LinkedIn view or whatever it is or an article I read and I reached out to someone. But it's just weird how other times it has come to me out of the blue, it feels like. And I just know, I say it's weird, but now that I'm thinking more on witchy Wednesdays here, it's not weird. It's the way of the world, right? It's the way God works or the universe works or this connectivity between us that we don't understand works. And in recruiting, when you're in it long enough, you're going to connect those dots and see that, that, you know, I can't take credit for these placements that I've been doing so quickly. Um, these past couple years, it's happening easier and simpler than ever. And my clients are happier than ever. And I'm finding candidates faster than ever and, and placing them in jobs where they're making more money than they ever thought. And at this point, you know, two years into really viewing how quick and easy it's been, I'm realizing, um, A, it's not me. I'm not like all of a sudden so awesome at my job 20 years later doing better and making, you know, better than ever. And then I thought, well, maybe B, maybe it's all this great technology. It's really serving me after all these years of hustling. You know, the LinkedIn's have come a long way and all these different helpful tools for software. My network has grown. But I think just what it is, is and maybe it is some of that connectivity through all the software and technology are connecting our brains faster than ever. And with video, finally, 20 years later, I've got clients using it where it took, it was like pulling teeth 20 years ago. So software's technology has made all that easier. So they've been able to speed up their process just as much as I've known to speed up mine. So, but again, the big part separate from all that software put aside for you recruiters, you know, new or again, 20 years in like me, um, keep the space, give the time for the right person to come to you. Don't work harder. When you do your work, when you put in that hour, two hour, three hour, whatever little time bite you put in of focused energy, and a lot of that is before you even make one call or one email or one LinkedIn, it's going to be focusing on your client, who they are, what they're looking for, all those really important assessments, all the stuff that's way off the job description. When you get real good at that and you focus on that, so you're really focusing on your client and what they really need and want and desire more than anything and wanting to truly help find that person for them more than anything, um, that's when kind of magic happens. And that's when it felt like, um, you know, the money comes in out of all the clients in the past, you know, I think about, gosh, the hundreds of clients I've had through the years, right? The good ones, the bad ones, um, you know, all ranges of money. Um, you know, if you followed me through my career, I started at zero and went way up and I kind of came back down and then found a middle plateau. And I can tell you, it's not the best clients, you know, aren't always the ones pay paying the most money, but they're definitely not ones paying the least money. Sometimes I found them that middle ground, right? I had a client, I was getting a 30K retainer for um, that I found the candidate so fast before they signed the contract, they hired my candidate and didn't sign the contract and didn't pay me, right? And that was a high level, you know, investor venture capital, probably had more money than any of my previous clients. I figured, do I really need to sign a contract? That money's not an issue. Well, I did. 
<laughs> so you live and learn. Now I've got contracts right now at, at the 20K level, so less than what I've been at before, but way higher than I've also you know been at in my past. I've gone for contracts in the thousands um, at times when I had kids and, and hit a plateau, or at times you get desperate, right? Or you think that you've you've hit your peak and then you know you lose confidence. So I've been at all those places. So wherever you are, as I throw out numbers, never feel like you're not high enough or low enough or wherever you are. Um, but there is going to be this middle ground that you find and your intuition is going to guide you there. And each contract you write as you negotiate contracts with your clients, you're going to fine tune that. So same thing. My contracts have run from everything, from, you know, from zero to a hundred just um, of what I've asked for, what they've given, what they've asked me for, what I've given. And then all of a sudden there comes this sweet spot, right? <laughs> Where like this last contract, I, I didn't negotiate money at all. They gave me what I asked. What we negotiated was the timing and all these other qualifying factors because my time is more important than my money. I want to make sure we're very clear that if I find someone the day after we sign, you still owe, you know, the full amount, right? So um, for this contract in particular, it's instead of a 90k, it's a 60k, 20, 20, 20. Um, and but it's not like before I used to almost be scared to send them someone so fast because they would be like, well, then why is it so expensive? Well, remember your clients aren't paying you um, for all the hours and time you put in; they're paying you for your experience. So if they want to wait, your clients and sign a contract with you, and it takes three months, like a typical recruiter out there, or typical, you know, agencies that are uh, have a lot of bureaucracy, they want to wait three months to get the right person. That takes another three to get them on board. So six months out before they can get their COO on board. Um, you know, if they're going to pay a 60K in six months, um, they've really, that 60K, if they can do it in, you know, 30 days like they can with me, um, it's still worth 60, not less. If anything, it really should be worth more because the time savings, they have their CEO on board. That's just, you know, something that I've come to realize more recently. I would always, you know, get negotiated down thinking, well, you did it so fast. Why is it, you know, it shouldn't be as much money as we originally negotiated. But no, <laughs> in fact, it should be more because we'd have saved you a ton of time, right? So, so as you come into your own and wherever you are in your career, know that, you know, I'm doing the same. Um, I think, Sometimes I have you know friends or um, sorcerers I've screened and mentored that become friends that look at my background that go whoa well you know you've been doing this for twenty years Diane so of course you can be there but you know what I was a mom during that time raising kids work was not my priority I make great money but I was learning all through the way and um, you know the time hours put in it wasn't like twenty years of work right so I mean many years I only worked one quarter first quarter I made good money I was happy for all these years I've taken off all the summer. Right, so it's not my the typical annual calendar like most people think of an employee. I've really run my own calendar as I want you to do the same. So again, just sharing this because I want to pass on lessons um, in recruiting for you know how you set your day up, how you set your life up, how you recruit, trusting yourself, trusting the process. The better you get at it, um, hustle. There's a time for hustle in life, and I get it. If you're in your 20s, you might not even see a way out of hustling. If you're in your 30s, 40s, you know it gets to a different level. The C-suite, there's no hustle. You're you know you know what to do, and you're ahead of the game. Everything is like running like clockwork, like it should, because you're in control of time and space a little bit more. Um, but uh, wherever you are, you know, just find that person that's going to get you the next step. And it's going to be, again, always about your mindset and the intuition and the gut and following what's really important to you and giving that value base back to your client, right? It's going to be that whole um, 
adding value to your client um, out of your true desire to help them. Uh, you got to love your clients. You really do. Uh, that was a shift a couple years ago that I've always liked my clients. I loved a few of them, but not all of them. And now I only work with clients I love. And I know that from the first phone call, like us women know, <laughs> you, you know, like you have intuition, like, yep, or uh, like I should have trusted that one for, for the first client I mentioned that I kind of the only person that didn't pay me <laughs> um, in my career. Um, I had a gut feeling that something could have been wrong. Um, yeah. And so and then lawyers got involved before signing and it was just, uh, yeah. So, um, but so trust your gut, save a lot of time, Andrea. And you don't have to explain your gut, ladies, just like in personal life. If you have a feeling, you don't have to prove your feeling. If you feel it, that's okay. You can go for that, right? So you don't have to prove your feeling. Um, so that's it. I think I made a short because I need to go now because uh, last I looked, my husband was trying on my ski pants and those are not those mine. So, okay. I will talk to you all, uh, later. Um, have a great fun day. Um, get that Christmas stuff down. It's day of epiphany. The season is over and we're going to make a lot of money and receive, be in receive mode the rest of the year. Talk to you soon. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It's completely free to join. We're there to offer you guidance, support, inspiration. And when you're ready to go a little bit deeper, we're starting a mentorship program in 2Q. If that's for you, you have to email me at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and let me know who you are and how I can help. Again, that's hello at headhuntinghousewives.com. And I look forward to seeing you there.